This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Um, okay, so just, uh, just a couple of things. Firstly, um, this is very much a Chabura, so if you have any, any questions or horrors, you're really more than welcome to, uh, to comment. And, and part of a Chabura means it's, um, it's Almanas Lasos, meaning we're not just learning theoretical ideas. The idea here is to put ideas into practice. It's not meant to just be, oh, that was a nice Torah, that was a nice idea. They're really meant to be concepts that are impacting our Avedis Hashem. Um, Baruch Hashem, the, um, I did share the recording last week, um, and there were many, many hundreds of people that were, were part of this Chavura as well, virtually, but here's where it's happening. Okay, so uh, this, is, this is where, where, the, where it's really happening. Um, and this is, all for, this is all new material. This is not a shit that I've given somewhere else. This is this is new material that I'm working through at the moment. So why? Because because aim based medrash when things are new, they're exciting, they're fresh. Hopefully, if it, I mean if it's new to me, then maybe it'll be new to you as well. But this this these really are new ideas that I'm working through and trying not just to kind of open a file on the computer, hit print, and then turning up here. They're really trying to work through these things again because that's the idea of a chabura. Is is to work things through rather than just um, just to say a show. Okay, so with that, um, something I learned this morning from the Igris Chaznish Chaznish seventieth thought site was yesterday. Someone perhaps almost more than anybody else was a defining force in Eretz Yisrael um, in the um, the years before and after nineteen forty eight. You know, as as very much the um, the tide turned in Jewish history, Chaznish was at the forefront of Yadis Chacharidis, setting the uh, the policies for the Olam in terms of how to deal with the new reality. Um, and says the Chaznish, and I think I think this is so important. It's so important in terms also of where we're up to right now. That you know, I mentioned it last week that if we if we're fighting Yishmael, we're fighting Yishmael who pray five times a day. Fighting Yishmael, who are not Avdiyavodazara, they're just misguided in terms of a Navi Sheka. And there's no question about it. We have to be investing in Atfil. Don't know how many of you are aware that one of the uh, the army managed to free one of the hostages this evening. Oh yes, sorry, yesterday evening it was only publicised this evening. And yet, secular Israelis on it's unbelievable. Israeli television. One secular Israeli presenter took a couple from someone else. Baruch Hashem, Asurim. The amount of increase of emuna that is going on in the world amongst people that are not ostensibly shomri Torah mitzvahs is an incredible hisoris. There's an incredible hisoris at the moment. Altfillers play a major, major part in that. They play a major part in providing the ruchniyastik of fuel for those that are fighting in the field, on the battlefields. There are way of contributing. They're our way of combating the negative forces of Yishmael. And our tefillahs make a massive, massive contribution. So let's see what the Chaznish says. Ha-tefillah mata'ayz biyad kal adam. Mata'ayz, it's like a staff of strength. You know, you're holding a really strong and powerful weapon in your hands. Every single person has it. It's a matter of eyes. You've got a secret weapon. You've got a gun. You got yeah. You have a anti-tank missiles. You got the whole thing. And perhaps the most elevated part of tefila is letzayer to imagine to visualize. 
Make be real. Be real in your visualizations. To visualize, to conceptualize how Hashem is listening to our words. And is attentive, is listening, is hearing the, um, the expressions of our hearts. How incredible is it, says the Chaznish, should be a chaylis ha'adam that human beings have the capability, the capacity, that each and every one of us, private individuals, have the ability to express our fears, our concerns, our worries to the creator of the universe. Just like you would express it to a friend. And Hashem refers to us as a as a, as a, as a pleasurable child, a, a beloved child. So we relate to Hashem. We talk to Hashem like we would talk to another human being or to a human being. Now look at this. Kinar talui believe kol enosh. There is a harp that hangs in the heart of every human being. And it gives, he gives from there, the pleasant sound. You have a harp in your heart. You have a secret weapon. You have the ability to communicate with the infinite creator of heaven and earth. That's incredible. That's awesome. In order to do that, we obviously have to be able to get into the mindset. And that's what this is all about. By the Hasidim especially. The Hachanas for a mitzvah almost more important than the mitzvah itself. You'll see Hasidim spend plenty of time getting ready to do the mitzvah. They don't just jump in, run in and do a mitzvah. And there's something huge to be learned from that. Because the quality of any religious experience is directly proportional to the amount of time we invest in preparing for it. That's true for every experience in life. But it is certainly true for anything in Ruchnius. If we literally run into something... It is a totally different experience if we stop, we pause, we focus, we prepare ourselves mentally, spiritually and emotionally for the experience that we're about to have. In order to do that, have a look at a Gemara. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis taught, this is Gemara in Brachas Dav Kavches. Keshachana Rabbi Laza, Rabbi Eliezer, sorry, when Rabbi Eliezer got ill, Nichnasu Talmidim Levakro, the Talmidim went to visit Rabbi Eliezer. Amrullah, they said, Rabbeinu, Arab, Lamdeinu Archas Chaim, teach us the ways of life. Give us some life wisdom. That we should, through that, we should be zaycha to eternal life. Give us, well, you know, your, your, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Hagadol, the Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Eliezer is about to transition to the Olam Emes. Rebbe, what's your, what's your legacy? What's your last, what's your, what is your parting message to us, your close Talmidim? So he gives him a few pieces of sage advice. Number one, Be very careful to honor your friends. And um, hold your children back from educating them. I think Hagayan is some form of Greek wisdom. Bring up your children. On the knees of Talmidi Chachamim. And when you daven, do lifne mi atem oindin. 
know in front of whom you stand. Through this, you will get Olam Haba. You might have been to many shuls where they have written above the Omud, above the Arna Kodesh. Know in front of whom you stand. It is not a Pasuk. But through all of Tanakh, you will not find it there. It comes from this Gemara. One of the privileges I actually have at the Rav of Shul, when we refurbish the Shul, is I got to choose the Pasuk above the Arna Kodesh. It's, it's a privilege that comes along, however, you know, however rarely you refurbish a shul. So I was thinking what to do. And Dalif Nimiya Ta'imid is a, is, is, um, is a standard one, but I thought we'll go for something a little less standard. Um, I had a choice of two, a short list, short list of two. The one that I didn't choose was Yismach Leib Mavakshay Hashem. And the one that I did choose is something I've never seen in any other shul. And then they, I think it's, I, I find, I find it very inspiring every time I go in. And it's a similar idea, by the way, similar idea. I was happy when they told me we're coming to the house of Hashem. And people see that every time they walk into Shul. It's a place we're meant to be happy to go to. But people encourage each other to come. It's a base Hashem. It's a house of God. We're going to walk there together. I mean, it's so much. Anyway, so I got to choose that, but I didn't choose Dalif Nimiyataimed because I felt like since it's in every shul, people don't notice it because that's what you kind of expect to see. And therefore, the idea of Dalif Nimiyataimed is meant to be something real. It's not just, oh, that's what you put in front of the Omad, that's what you put in front of the Aranakaydash. If you see what you expect to see, you don't notice it. So by, by breaking the script and putting something slightly different, you create something memorable, which is Bichlal, very important rule in life is the way to make have memorable experiences is to break the script. When the expected thing happens, then you don't remember it. When something unexpected happens, you always remember it. So that's how brains are wired. Okay, I have a whole chiddush shtikol Torah based on Chasam Sefer, but maybe that's for Purim. Okay, for Shabbat Zacha. Um, but that that is definitely true. That's also bichlal. That's also what Seder night is all about. Again, that's that's Pesach Torah, not for now. But when we, um, with my little kids especially, I make out like Leila Seed as a regular meal. So we're going to first, we start the meal with Kiddush, always. So we're going to wash our hands, right? That's what happens, uh, that's what happens at a regular meal. Kiddush says, so okay, we're going to wash our hands now. All right, what do you say when your kid washes his hands? Let me hear you make the bracha. Let me, hear, let me not hear you make the bracha. I don't want to hear you make the bracha. So suddenly something's different, right? Same thing, then we take out the, um, the matzahs for, for Hamaitzi. And instead of making a bracha, we just break it and then we hide it and then we run with it. Right? What did I do? I'm breaking the script, breaking the script, breaking the script of a regular Shabbos Yantav meal so it will be memorable. Okay? It's just an important rule. If any of you are in teaching, you want to create a memorable lesson, break the script every so often. Do something different and you'll create a memory forever. I remember the time when my teacher did X, Y, and Z and it was totally different. Our brains are always wired. We do not remember everything that happens. Like if, I, if I get up now and start dancing on the table, you'd never forget the shit. Right? Sorry, I'm not about to. Right? But it's true. Right? Ah, yeah, stam another shit. Eh, stam another shmoinesra. Right? You remember that? You remember last Tuesday's mincha? No, because we were reading from a script. Just saying. Yeah. Does that work with filler as well, like in response to Hashem? Like if we repeatedly ask the same question every day, or if, like, it's, it's meant to be, it's meant to, I don't know about Hashem. 
Right, but for us it's meant to be a different experience every time. No, no, that's not meant, obviously it's meant to be a different experience, but for him, is it like, are we meant to be asking for different questions every day so that it changes the script, so to speak? Or the script, it changes the script is for us, not for him. Right. He doesn't need it. He, doesn't, he has an infinite, right. an infinite being remembers everything that ever happened with no effort. Right? Everything. All of our machshavas exist within Hashem's memory anyway. Okay. Fine. So how are you meant to do that? How, how is this meant to work? So look at this Rambam. The Rambam says this. Um, in third source. What is Kavana in Davni? How do you achieve Kavana? What is it? You clear out your heart from all of its thoughts. You perceive yourself, you see yourself as if you're standing in front of the Shekhinah. Remember, what did Rabbi Eliezer say? No, in front of you, you're standing. Says the Rambam, you actually actually meant to visualize this experience. Clear away everything you were thinking. Calm yourself down, quieten yourself down. See yourself standing in front of God Almighty. You need to sit for a little while before davening in order to direct your heart. Then you daven calmly over tachninim supplications. Right, someone that's carrying a burden and just wants to cast it off. Everyone has things they don't like doing. I don't like carrying heavy bags. Right, that's just my thing. I don't like schlepping heavy bags. Right, if I'm ever carrying a heavy bag, the best thing I just can't wait to put it down. Right, and you're not meant to see davening. As, oh, I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait to be out of the door. It's like a heavy burden that I have to carry. Because Nebuch, I'm Jewish. That's not how we meant to daven. So you're meant to sit after davening a little bit as well. And then you go. You don't run out the door. Right? You're kind of mumbling Alenu as you're walking out the door on the way to the car to the station or whatever. They would sit for one whole hour before davening, meditating. They would wait one hour after davening, coming back down to earth, and they'd daven for an hour. I mean, Shachris took them three hours. Mincha took them three hours. Mariv took them three hours. And most of that time, they weren't even davening. They were focusing. Chassidim Arishayin brought in the Gemara. Okay? In fact, it's not just a Rambam, it's a straight out halacha in Shulchan Aruch. achas kaidem, You sit and you wait, achas, if it means an hour or just a period of time, before you daven, before you get daven, kadeshi echavin libun in order to direct your heart to Hashem. Shouldn't be like a burden that you're running away. So do you understand what's going on here? Our tefillah is meant to be packaged in such a way that you don't just get up and daven. You stop, you think, you clear your mind, you focus, you express yourself, you come back down, you come back down, you kind of bring yourself back together again. And then you carry on going. This can be, if we do it, it's an incredibly powerful experience. Okay? Just to, to move on a little bit before we make it a bit more practical, it's a Mishnah, it's a straight out Mishnah. 
the way to daven is with, with, with a sense of seriousness, with a sense of heaviness. And then here we have our Hasidim Harishonim, they're from the Mishnah. They'd wait for one hour and they'd daven in order to be mechaven libam lamakim, to guide their hearts to Hashem. And the Mishnah finishes off. Even Amela, if a king is asking for you about it, you don't answer, etc. So how do you do that, says the Gemara? When you get up to Davin, you're not meant to be sad, you're not meant to be depressed. It's not a joke. Not part of a conversation. You're not lightheaded. You're not talking about the, the, the football or the sport or someone else's clothes or whatever. The context through which we're meant to daven. What's starting to get to, to emerge? You're meant to sit. You're meant to focus. You're meant to clear your mind from all the extraneous narishkeit that we're busy with the rest of the time. Clear that away, and get into the zone of simcha shal mitzvah before we daven. It's meant to be a pleasurable. It's meant to be an enjoyable experience. We're meant to be happy when we daven. If do Hashem besimcha. Mishnah Brewer says it's true that, that in life we're meant to be mourning the Beis HaMikdash and, and, and there's a seriousness, but Torah and Tefillah, those are meant to be happy experiences. They're meant to be enjoyable. They're meant to be pleasurable. If we're not enjoying our davening, we're doing something wrong. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, it says you're not supposed to daven from Atos. Yeah. Isn't that the best Tefillah if you're davening from... From depression, no. Atos depression. It's not sadness? It's not sad. It's because you're depressed. But isn't that, if someone is depressed, then isn't the best thing to do to daven? There might be, but that's not the best way to daven. If you daven, leave, okay, it's true, leave nishbav and to daven with a broken heart, but that's not depressed. Depressed people don't do anything. Right? But, but if a person is, Hashem is meant to heal that. The way that we're meant to daven, there is, Mitech Simcha Shalmetzah. Right? Makes sense? Yeah. It's yeah. Just not always so easy to do it. What? It's not always so easy to do it. It's not always so easy to do it, but, but the only way to do it is to stop, to clear your mind, to focus, to think about how incredible it is you have the opportunity to speak to the infinite creator of heaven and earth. If we're not, I'll put it very, very simply, if we're not enjoying our davening, we're doing something wrong. The style, the mode, the method, the context, the length, if we're not enjoying it, try and figure out a different way. I think what Minna's saying yeah. is that the when sometimes the most beautiful tefillas that you have, the most meaningful and tefillas that you feel like a whole sigh of relief are the ones that when you're going through something difficult and you need to connect that shaman, you go and you daven and you feel so good after that tefillah isn't necessarily coming from a happy place. So the, the, there's a difference. That's why it says Simcha Shalmitzvah. Simcha Shalmitzvah is wow. I can take all of I am the most fortunate person in the world. I can take all of those emotions and all of those feelings and I can hand them over to the creator of the universe. I am the most fortunate person alive. That's Simcha Shalmitzah. That I can take my feelings of pain, I can take my feelings of angst or anguish, but I'm not davening from a depressed, angry place. I'm davening from a place of privilege. I'm davening from a place of Simcha Shalmitzah. All mitzvahs are meant to be done by Simcha. Interesting question whether the mitzvah of Avilus is meant to be done by Simcha. Right, but all other mitzvahs meant to be done pesimcha. If just Hashem pesimcha, avoid this filler. Right, so even yes, even if you're yes in motion and yes we're in pain and yes it's an ace sorrow. But but 
if we, if we stop and think and focus and Dalif Nimiata, I might say more than that. Chaznish. Back to another Chaznish, not on the sheet. Igus Chaznish also says, Enkel etzev bala oilam, lemishamakir or ares shalhemes. There is no sadness in the world if you know the truth. If you know there's a rabbinishal oilam in the world who created the world, who is there ready, waiting to listen to you, is the address to turn to. As the answers to all of your tulas, it is not shaykh to be sad, says Chaznish. Ain kol etzav valayim, make it up with him. Ain kol etzav valayim, lami shemakir ar aras shahamas. So if we can internalize dal lifni miyataimed, then of course our tulas is going to be besim chashal mitzvah. If, 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 we stop and think about it first. And we clear out all the stuff that's bothering us. And we daven from a happy place, we daven from a pure place. Then, you, by the way, then you start to, to start to understand how intense the experience of tefillah can be and why you need time to calm down afterwards as well. You always need to kind of come back to yourself. We'll see why in a second. Okay? Look at this. If, um, and this is something that I've actually done in the, in, the, in, the, in the recordings that I've been putting through time for tefillah over the last couple of weeks, is the, the brachas before Shemona Esri in the morning. Okay, the Amma Rabbi Yechman Ezehu Ezi Ben Oilam Haba. So I say Mech Geula LeTfilashal Arvis. Right, and Rashi says the Kol Shekain Shachris. How much more so Shachris? What is the context through which Chazal told us to daven Amida? What do we mention before we daven Shachris? Before we daven Marag in in in, in Berachas Kriyshma? Which historical event do we recall? Kriyas Yamsuf. Exactly. We recall We do the whole thing. We we Right. We we do Isn't it interesting that the context through which Chazal set up Tefillah for Shachris and for Mariv is Geula, and specifically the Geula of Kriyas Yamsuf. Right. Just be aware of that. Right. Bichal. Even now. Yeah, of course. But that's so much good little filler. But the whole that bracha of God Yisrael started the MS Vyats of the MS Femina. It's one long bracha. MS Vyats of Nachan Vyasha, and it carries on all the way to God Yisrael. It's one bracha. Oh, MS Femina. It's one long bracha. Um, no, yeah, Mariv, it's a little bit different. Okay, because you have Shema Yisrael as afterwards as well. Okay, and the Gabor deals with that. Okay. Um, because there's no Krishna at Mincha. It's part of Birkha's Krishna. Why is there no Krishna? What? What? Why is there no Krishna? Night and day. Okay? Now, in Mincha, well, in Mincha, you have to achieve everything Pesukhi de Zimra would have achieved just with Asherah alone. Right? So I, I always think, if you want a Segula, I don't think into Segulas. Okay? A Segula for a good Mincha. It's to sit for Ashrei. By the way, it does say Ashrei, Yoishrei. Ashrei, Yoishrei, Vesecha. If you sit for Ashrei, okay, and again, what, do, what does it say? Lefichach, the Rambam, number the third one. Tzorech leishev ma'at kaidim atfila. You're meant to sit before davening. So we sit for Birkas Kriyashma in the morning. We sit for Birkas Kriyashma in the evening. And therefore the parallel for that should also be to sit for Ashrei too. Ashrei, Yoishrei. Right, when you sit 
you're not walking all over the place. When you're walking, your mind is all, you sit, you're focused, you're in the zone. Try it. See if it works. Try it through the week. What does it cost you? Assume Davani Mincha. And if you're Davani Mincha, I assume you're saying Ashrei. And you really need to. Why? Because you're not allowed just to jump into Shmei Ashrei. There needs to be something to focus us beforehand. So Ashrei, by Mincha, that's what Ashrei is. So sit for Ashrei. Try it. See if it works. If it doesn't, try something else. Okay. Um, so so look, look, at, look at this Rashi though. Rashi said, so the Gemara said, How, what's Ben Ailam Haba if you're Saymech Geula Latfila? Okay? At Mariv and so much more, so at Shachris, the Ika Geula of Mitzrayim, the Ika Geula of Mitzrayim is at Shachris, etc. Um, without going through all of the Snagas, we're just into, okay? Um, if you go three lines down in this Rashi, but Amin Amma Brachas Yerushalmi, Rashi brings the Talmud Yerushalmi in Brachas, Misha Eina Saymech Geula Latfila. Someone that doesn't say Gal Yisrael before Davini, what are they like? Lama what are they like? like a king's beloved friend, subject, whatever. He comes and knocks on the door of the king. The king's got a beloved friend, an advisor, a courtier comes and knocks on the door. The king went out and found the guy had run away, so the king also goes away. Person is meant to draw Hakadosh Baruch Hu close to him. And to peace Hashem with praises of um, of Yitzias Mitzrayim. And he draws close to Hashem. And when you're close to Hashem, Yeshloi litbaya srachav. Then you ask for what you need. Rashi's telling us something unbelievably priceless. We meant the, the way to daven is from a place of closeness. The way to feel the closeness is to look at Hashem's track record, which is the Gul of Mitzrayim. You feel Hashem's track record. You're real with his involvement in the world. You're drawing himself, him close to drawing yourself close to Hashem. And you daven from that place. Just, by the way, what is closeness? When are you close to someone? What do you think? What makes you close to someone? You share with them. You share with them. After years of relationship. Years of relationship. Trust. What? Trust. Trust. So I, 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 would, I think there's something that, that, that sums up all of that. Okay? Let's say you're sitting on the train. Okay? And there's a random man sitting next to you reading the metro. Are you close to that person or not? You're in physical proximity to them. Are you close to them? Yeah. They say, I don't like your coat. Don't care. Don't care. So a friend of mine was on the train. And the guy shouts out, you're a Jew. Taku's in couple. He shouted back across the carriage, nice trousers. And the guy said, what? So you gave me a compliment. I gave you one back. <laughs> right? So yeah, you got, you got some round of applause on the, uh, on the carriage. Right? You got a certain... Uh, Chutzpah, who's American, right? You have to have a certain uh, certain chutzpah to be able to do that on the London Underground. She's also originally American. What? Uh, she's also originally yeah, American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so again, you have to have a certain level of American, New York, uh, whatever. It's chutzpah to be able to do that. Um, but the way to feel close to someone is not physical proximity. 
The uh, one of the stories that I love to share is of a, of a, of a, of a yid, a yid who lives in uh, again in New York, and he is um, in the nineteen twenties, which is not the easiest time, certainly for Yiddishkeit in America a hundred years ago. This guy Tucker is an elchid, and he has managed to uh, to live a life of pitera business, brings up his kids, the Torah mitzvahs, and he's a successful person, and he's a uh, he has a shtibel around the corner where he likes to daven, and the shtibel had a rav, a rabbi, and he was very close. He was there, Shachras bin Chamarev, or the Shirim, the Shal Shiddas, Mav Malka. The rabbi was his rav, his poisek, his moira derech. He was very, very attached to his rabbi. And there was one thing this man lacked, which you cannot get in America, or in England, or anywhere else in the world, was Eretz Yisrael. He wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. He wanted to live out his days in Yishalayim Rakhidosh. Now, to go in the 1920s literally means you're selling your house, you're selling your business, you're selling everything, you have to go on a boat. It's a, it's a whole geschäft. But this guy was absolutely insistent. He wants to live out his days in Yishalayim Rakhidosh. And that's what he does. Sells the house, sells the business. Sells up. And the night before he's about to leave, he goes to say, and he says to the Rebbe, Rebbe, I'm so excited to be fulfilling my life's dream, ambition of going to Shalim, living there with my family. I couldn't be happier. There's only one thing that I'm going to miss. That's the Rebbe. How are we going to stay close? Can't exactly phone you up. Transatlantic phone calls aren't a thing yet. Can't send you an email because emails haven't been invented. Even a fax, nothing doing. Even if I were to write the Rebbe a letter, and it were to get there, across the oceans, by the time the Rebbe, the Rebbe receives the letter, and certainly by the time I receive a reply, the thing that I'm writing about is going not going to be Nagea anymore. So I'm going to stay close to the Rebbe. The Rebbe stops and thinks and says, it's Poshet. I'll think of you, and you'll think of me, and that way we'll stay close. Closeness is a function of how much you're thinking about the other person. Or, in other words, how much am I taking into account what's important to you when I'm making my decisions in life? The more you take into account what the other person thinks, the closer you are to them. So you're right. A random person on the train doesn't like your coat. Who cares? I don't care. Your mother, your father, your husband, your wife, whatever, doesn't like your coat. Do something about it. Why? Because it's important to you. I'm taking into account what's important to you when I'm making my decisions in life. Right, so it's, it's, a, it's a very, very big yisot. And the Rambam essentially says this um, in, in, in the Moen of Echim. Um, give me a second. The Rambam talks about what we've been mentioning about clearing out your mind, focusing your thoughts on Hashem. That's how you create the sense of closeness. That's the idea of being soimech ke'ula l'tfila. As you stop, you think, you think about Chodesh Baruch, you think about his track record, how he redeems us. Right? And that's why, this is kind of full answer at the bottom of the Rambam, on the other side, on the other page. They would basically sit there and think about Hashem. The idea of filling your mind with thoughts of Hashem 
creating that closeness. I can't do it really well. This is the Rambam, the other page. Four lines from the bottom of that Rambam. Covers it in an orange. Okay, for myself. I'm not leaving my mind devoid of Hashem. I'm so close to Hashem because I'm thinking about him so much. It's as if he's at my right hand. Person never forgets about their right hand. Right? You're as real with Hashem as you are with the fact that you've got a right hand. I'm not going to fall because I'm constantly attached to Hashem. Relationships are all about how much you're thinking about the other party. Okay, this is this is really, really, really important to start to think about Hashem. This is why David HaMelech says to Shlomo HaMelech, and he's giving him advice at the end of his life. Know the God of your fathers, Avdehu, and serve him. Right. First, you've got to start with this awareness of being of being in the presence of Hashem. Right, you know, know who you're talking to. Develop that sense of emunah, of clarity. There's one infinite creator who brought all of finite existence into being. That's what we're talking about. Right, to really, really make that, if, if we're real with the Kaddish Baruch if we're real with the presence of an infinite creator who created every single molecule in the universe. Right, how big that is. Right? How many, uh, this, we, we orbit the sun, right? Yeah? Last time I checked. The sun is a planet or a star? Star. Star. Okay. How many stars do you reckon there are in our um, galaxy, the Milky Way? I must be losing the Ramavina's children. Well, firstly, he must have, in the ancient world, they only thought there were 8,000 stars, which is another proof that the Torah was written by someone, right, that knew more than the ancient world knew. Okay. What? Billions. How many billion? Twenty. Hundred. Hundred billion at least. Hundred billion stars in our galaxy, the Milky Way. By the way, you want to see? Learn the Malbim on Tilim Perichas talks about the Mesila Hachalovis, the Milky Way. Okay, Malbim Tilim Perichas is mind blowing, absolutely beyond mind blowing. Okay, that's homework. But it's long. It's long and beautiful. Um, another time. How many galaxies do you think there are in the universe? Remember, a thousand, a hundred billion, at least a hundred billion stars in our galaxy. How many, uh, how many, star, how many galaxies in the US? How many? At least another hundred, hundred billion. Hundred billion galaxies, each one with at least a hundred billion stars, the size of our sun. Does that mean that Kaisal and the men would be hundreds of billions? It's a metaphor. Obviously, right? Right? Do you understand how vast that is? How much effort was it for Kodesh Baruch to create all of that? No. No effort. How awesome is that? In fact, we say in Akdamas, Akdamas, that long poem we say this morning, 
means with a light letter that has no presence. Which the letter, hey, Chazal say it took Hashem less effort than it takes you to go, ha, to exhale, to create a universe with a, thou, a, a hundred billion stars, a hundred billion galaxies and a hundred billion stars in each galaxy. And you are talking to the creator of all of that. That's awesome. The creator of all of that saw fit to create you in this. That's awesome. Because he's not just Malkinu, he's also Avinu. Right? It's like you start to, 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 to work on your Amuna. You have the a direct line to the creator of all of that. And he wants to hear from you. Yispire Biki Khafitz Bi Hashem takes glory in me because he desires me. Hashem is listening. Remember what he said the Chazanish right at the beginning? Hashem is listening to you. The Rambam just said, be as real with Hashem as you are the fact that you've got a right hand. Be real with an infinite boy, Re'aylam, who is deeply desires to hear what you have to say. Why you can't just run into davening? And when you start to daven from that place, what did Rashi tell us? You start to daven from that place of being close to HaKadosh Baruch once you're close to him, you start to ask for what you need. And Chazal said, when you do that, we feel like we feel Hashem's presence in the world. Kriyas Yamsuf was perhaps the time in history where we felt Hashem's presence the most. Rasa Shivcha Al Hayam, even the most humble, lowly maidservant says, Zekeli, I can see this. She sees more than Yechezkel Anavi. She sees more than Yechezkel at Kriyas Yamsuf. They saw the Yad Hashem so clearly. So what do we do? We go back to that space before we daven Shachar, before we daven Marev. That place of the most, most piercing clarity of Emunah, we go back to that piercing clarity of Zekeli. I can literally almost see Hashem. And you get to that clarity of Emunah and then you start to daven. Okay? Ah, you'll tell me it's hard. You're right. The Bach in our Chaim Simon Tzadiches says it four lines in the bottom. He says, yeah, you need Siata Dishmaya to be able to daven with Kavana. And guess what? We ask for that too. For every single Amida. Hashem, Swasai, Tiftach, Afi, Yagi, Tilasach. Do you know there was an Israeli um, news uh, person giving an interview in the, in this, with this war that's going on now in Eretz Israel. And the interviewer was a non-Jewish interviewer. And she, she, she saw the person mumbling before um, before the interview. You know what the person was saying before they said the interview? Hashem, I can't even speak unless you enable me to speak. Right? What? Kiddush Hashem is unbelievable. By the way, any time you give a speech, maybe think, at least think it, maybe even say it. You can't open your mouth. I, I mean, the... Um, you know, you, where do you see that most in the Torah with Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't speak. I can't speak. What's Hashem say? Who gives you a mouth? Who gives the ability to speak? It's all from him. We ask, do you know how awesome, how awesome that is? We ask him for the ability to be able to speak to him. By the way, as someone who has a child with, uh, with hearing loss, um, that pasuk is always very emotional. Right? Me, us, me, some pella, other me, us, and me, then try to teach a kid to speak if they can't hear. It's wild. Another shit for another. Okay? Um, but, 
Do you, do you have what you're saying when you say Hashem Sfasai Tiftach? Right? Your Sfasayim are external. Your lips are external. What's your pet is internal. Let the external expression of my lips be an accurate reflection of what I'm saying into what I feel inside. Hashem Sfasai Tiftach the external and the internal, there should be resonance between the external and the internal. The Maitfila should be a real experience. Okay, so let's finish off. Let's finish off now with the halacha. Straight out halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Okay, this is an Arachayim Tzadichas, Simon Aleph. I didn't make it up. I just cut and paste it. Okay, Hamispalel, someone that's davening. Tzarech she'chavim b'libay perish amilas, she'moytzi b'svasav. Someone that's davening needs to express in his heart, her heart, the meaning of the words that they are saying. V'yach shayven think ki'ilu shechina k'negdo, that you are in front of Hashem himself. Shechina k'negdo actually means Hashem herself. But again, another shift for another time. V'yase kol machshava hacham machshavais ha-tardos ha-tardos You've got to remove all of those thoughts that are bothering you the rest of the time, the other hours of the day. We've always had a flow of consciousness. We always have all these thoughts that are bombarding us the whole time. Our minds are going to overdrive the whole time. Clear them out before we dive in. So halach and shulchanach v'yasikah hamachshavis ha-tardos. Ayusa achi tishayim machshavte kavanasa zacha bitvilaso. So that you're you're diving from this clean, clear place where your mind is clear. You're able to focus on the words and the meaning behind it, and you're not bothered by the fact that you didn't you got a shopping list and you got a, you got a lesson to prepare and you got homework that you didn't mark or you've got a ah right phone calls you forgot to make. Clear them all, clear all of that away, and dive from this clear, clean place. Speaking in front of someone that you really wanted to impress. You know, you're speaking in front of someone you really want to impress. You're going to make sure you pick the right words and mean them. You shouldn't stumble. How much more so in front of the Melech Malchim. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. And therefore, this is what these great people did historically. They would separate themselves off. They'd go to a private place. Uh, his boy did us for the rest of us amongst us. Uh, they go to a private place in Machavnim Betfilasan and they go focus for their davening. They'd literally, they would meditate and focus so much, they'd leave their bodies behind, and the only thing that was really real for them was their seichel. You're literally leaving all of your physical body behind, you're leaving your physical knees behind, and you're just in a shama standing communing with Hashem. That's the level that they got to. These Hasidim Harishonim were so in touch with their neshama and were able to downplay the needs of their guf that they got close to Nevoah when they davened. I'm not saying we can get close to Nevoah. We might be able to get close to, close to, close to, close to, close to that. By being in touch with our neshama and quietening down the call of our guf. If you get a machshava in davening that's bothering you, just wait. Let it go. Right? You don't have to hold on to any thoughts. Right? A thought comes into your head about the fact that you need to do, a, I don't know, make a phone call after davening or whatever it might be. Let the thought go and then carry on. Do you understand this is a meditative experience? This is, this is kavana. This is focus. This is having a deeply religious experience of connecting with your creator twice, three times a day, three times a daven. This is real. The Hasidim Harishonim would do it for an hour. 
we don't have the privilege or the luxury. The Gemara asked, well, <laughs> I understand. They did it for, that means they were doing it for three hours, three times a day. When did they learn and when did they make Parnassah? So the Gemara says, because they, they were such special people, their Torah and their Parnassah was misbarak. They only had to do a little bit and it just, it just worked for them. Okay, we're not on that madriga. Lakala Pachas, to sit for a moment. Shachas can mean a small amount of time. Just sit and focus for just a minute before we daven. It will transform your davening experience. Guaranteed all your money back. Okay? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.